Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm John Alois, and once again, I'm joined by Sean Degenhart. Hey, John. And John Redling Schaefer. Greetings. <laughs> How is everybody? We're good. Good. Magical. Other shows have Disney news, and we like to start our shows off with our Disney views. And what that means is we talk about anything from the world of Disney. And this week, I'd like to talk a little bit about The Call of the Wild, which was going to be a 20th Century Fox film, but now Fox is taken out of the title. Uh, so now they are just 20th Century films. And... Disney is releasing has released that movie and they heavily promoted it before it came out. I just want to find out what do you guys think is the future for 20th century films because I think had this deal with Fox gone down a year prior this movie would come out under the Disney banner because it's Harrison Ford it is a big movie star. I don't think they're going to save those films for 20th century just the way I feel as they've promoted it on their social media. You see that castle on their social media as they're mm -hmm. promoting the film. What are your thoughts? Well, actually, my first thought was I did not realize it was a 20th century film. I just thought all along it was a Disney film because that's where I was seeing it promoted. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. I just think that as we move forward, some of those lines will blur. You know, they barely use touchstone anymore. Right. Um Disney's going to want their mothership to kind of get all that credit. So you're thinking 20th century just eventually goes away? I don't know. I think that they'll save 20th century for some of their lower level films or some of their lesser famous films. I think uh, Lucasfilm will stick around, obviously, right. and Marvel Studios mm -hmm. and, of course, Pixar and Muppets. But I just have a feeling that, again, this would have been released under Disney had the deal been yeah. struck earlier. Well, your social media analysis is, is spot on, and, and Sean, I agree with you. I had no idea that it's 20th century. Right. Yeah. So we look forward to that. I can't wait for Indiana Jones 5, and I am not a hater of Indiana Jones uh, and the <laughs> Kingdom, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. However... I know it's not a great movie, but it has Harrison Ford dressed up as Indiana Jones. And I love that fact. So I stick with that. I'm excited for go. where they go with Harrison Ford and Disney. All right. This week, we are going to continue our conversation on places you can visit that include Disney outside of the Disney parks. And John has some great thoughts. We talked about history and those historical sites on our last episode. And now we're going to talk about some more resort or contemporary locations. I don't know. The average listener may have their own impressions of what they ex expect a Disney experience to be. John walked us through a lot of walking in the footsteps, searching out, looking, doing your own thing, maybe once or twice, skirting up against the laws of Missouri and California. Stop. I, I'm here to talk about those where you can still actually immerse yourself in the Disney world, lowercase w. So, for example, you can travel to the southeast United States, not go to Orlando, and still get a touch of Disney. I personally love Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. 
we have visited multiple times as a family. And if you didn't know this, there is actually a Disney resort on Hilton Head Island. It is a Disney Vacation Club resort, but they do take, it's getting harder to get, they do take cash reservations. If you have never been there, it's it's a different type of life. It's low country living is what they call it. Hmm. You're not going to have the 15-hour walks uh, through a very busy theme park. You're going to go to a resort that has a pool that faces with a long fishing pier over a beautiful lagoon slash marsh, and you can catch a bus to go to the beach house. Okay, so it's not right on the beach. It's near the beach. So you actually go into a place called Shelter Cove, and it is the main lodging is all separate. You actually cross US 278 on a, on a bus, or if you're taking, um, you know, it's the resort bus, or if you drove, which it, it can be done, you go about a mile and a half across US 278, and you park at Disney's Beach House, that is right across the way in, in the what's called the Palmetto Dunes area. How's the resort itself, the hotel? Does it have Disney-style pools with slides and things like that? So it does. Um, there, there is hints, and it's subtle at times, mm-hmm. and then other times it's pr- pretty obvious. For example, mm-hmm. the brass uh, door handles when you pull up is Mickey's head split in half. So you know you're on Disney sure, property, right. of course. <laughs> There's also beautiful hedge work in front. Um, that that makes it clear where you are. And there may be a statue of Mickey in the lobby. Mm-hmm. But that aside, it is it is the subtlety away from that that I love. Because, yes, you are talking to cast members, but you are in a hotel, a resort area that allows you to sit and take it in without, yeah, okay, there aren't the fireworks shows, there aren't the character meals, but you never know. Pluto may roam around, and there's actually their own mascot. So they have characters. That's great. Mm. Pluto. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's why I just said Pluto. But okay. so in addition to Pluto, you might find Shadow, a, a, a their own mascot is what I'll say. A, a very An actual canine roaming the a, a very lifelike dog that will breathe and <laughs> actually do dog-like things. Let's put it that way. Um, and so in the end. Whether you're at the beach house or you're at the resort, it is a much different Disney experience. Mm. Um, the same can be said when you go further south into Florida. There's there's Vero Beach, another DVC resort. There's Alani in Hawaii. I mentioned Hilton Head and dwell on that specifically because it's my favorite. Uh, you know, Vero Beach is wonderful. The the pool and the beach are all right there. You probably hear, unfortunately, uh, during hurricane season, you know, maybe something slams up on the Atlantic coast. Yeah, that could influence your your fees and maintenance dues if you're a DVC member at those resorts. Mm. But the beauty that just sits there, even with the taste, there are a couple characters. I We went uh, around Thanksgiving to Vero, and it was Donald and Goofy were roaming around, and we had our picture with them in front of the Christmas tree. That was so, enough Disney for me on that trip. And it's I just looked it up. It's about an hour and 45 minutes from Walt Disney World property, too. So That's right. Definitely have to rent a vehicle. You, you do, or and, and there'll be debates on the various social media about what airport to fly in. Some mm. will still fly into Orlando, um, but where in, else would you go? Jacksonville, uh, maybe? No, is that um, too far north? Melbourne, okay. uh, you right. can go north or south. Okay, and so if you think about the Space Coast, you, you leave Orlando, you turn right at the Space Coast and head south. Hmm. Hmm. It's actually, I think, it's in Wabasso Beach. It's not even in Vero proper. But so comparing Vero Beach with Hilton Head, are they similar or are they? Uh, what are the differences? Well, Vero is well known for its tour to turtle, and so mm. the conservation is prevalent in both 
locations. You know, you could go on marsh hikes in Hilton Head, but the Tour to Turtle is an annual event where they will actually tag the huge turtles and let them go out to sea, and then you can track them. So huh. it's it's an amazing. I would love to go for that uh, event. Um, uh, some will, I guess, criticize the resort at times. If you go during the right part of the year, there's a prevalent insect that could, you know, be problematic if you don't use the spray that they mm. offer you in the lobby. Okay. But you're in the southeast. You know, things happen. Sure. Um, so I will say that to compare them to be the exact same is almost unfair to both of them because Hilton Head is its own genteel uh, southern lifestyle where Vero is also relaxed but in a beachy... Uh, Feels more Florida. It does. Floridian, it absolutely does. Yeah. So I haven't been to Hawaii um, to to see Alani, but I have heard nothing. I have, but, you know, no, have you I guys? Have not, uh-uh. But the beautiful pictures, and I'm sure don't do it justice, but again, the consideration they gave to the local history, just mm-hmm. like they did to Low Country, just like they did to the Vero surf type spirit mm-hmm. that they have. I mean, all you have to do is read the history of that resort to see what the likes of Joe Rohde and the others did sure. to, to get that Hawaiian culture into it. Yeah, it's definitely a checklist item for us. I, I want to go to Alani. Everybody talks about it being their, or you know, many people talk about it being their favorite Disney resort anywhere. And that's saying a lot because mm-hmm. there's some wonderful resorts in both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Well, and, and so in addition to the resort uh, part, there are times when you may run into Disney, obviously with a plan, let's say on a cruise, but you don't realize that even getting to a cruise line port of call or a hub where you're going to actually get on the boat has its own taste. Now, if you've ever been to Port, excuse me, Port Canaveral, Disney actually has a physical structure there with parking and with unload you know, uh, capabilities. Other cities around the United States become Disney-fied. There are certain flags or decorations that show up. But the most important part, I think, is to wet your whistle that when you get there, there's a character. There's a meet-and-greet in the lobby before you get on the boat. Mm-hmm. Now, the line's atrocious <laughs> unless you get there at the right time or you stagger your uh, boarding time. But even on the, uh, on the mainland, you, you kind of ramp yourself up and, and get uh, very psyched up for getting on the boat itself and there's photo i mean gotta have your photo pass option uh, you know and there's a little photo session before you get on so yes you're about to immerse yourself in a disney specific um culture on on this vessel that's sailing around on on the high seas but even getting and unloading with your disney tags on your luggage and having the cast members greet you with you know whatever training they've had even though they work for the port authority of galveston that they still have had Mm -hmm. some training you can tell Absolutely. When you first get to the port, and especially at Port Canaveral, and and you stand in that line, even though it has a slight feel of Ellis Island to it, you... (laughs) (laughs) There is that, yes. With the Disney touch, you know, and everybody's smiling and all the cast members are in a great mood, uh, especially early in the day. And uh, you get to meet Mickey and Minnie, and that just kind of put you into the mood that you need mm-hmm. to be in for the rest of the trip. So it's always cool to see those guys there. Well, and really the last one I wanted to bring up is, okay, we've talked about Disney resorts. We've talked about Disney cruise areas. Sometimes you just get the need for a Disney fix, and I'm in a Midwestern or a Northwestern 
or some other metropolitan area where I'm nowhere near anything what I think to be Disney-related. I'm going to guess, my colleagues here at the table, even if they don't have a Disney Visa card, still have spent some time and or earnings at a Disney store. That would be fair. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd assume so. Otherwise, I'm kind of wondering why we're sitting here. My right? two favorite stores are there's one in Chicago on Michigan Avenue, which has a beautiful front facade. And the other one, if you guys have ever been to the one in Times Square in New York, mm -hmm. I was just there recently. I had not been there in a few years. And they have now taken away the upper floor. I there, think so, yeah. There used to be some character interaction. You could have your photo taken. With, oh, wow. Yeah, some different characters. That's gone. That's all storage now. But still, what an amazing, wonderful store. Unfortunately, a lot of those Disney stores that I get to visit around the country in the malls and such kind of all look the same. But yeah. those ones that really stand out are the ones that you definitely want to go out of your way to go visit, even if it's for an hour, uh, even if you don't have kids, you know? Done it, yes. <laughs> I've done it on work trips as That's right. well. I know there's one in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, that we've stopped and visited at. Wow. I've also looked for sites around the country that had influence on uh, Disney parks or, or other things. Um, there was a building in Baltimore that actually was the uh, direct influence for the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. That's I didn't since, know that. Yeah, that since has been hmm. torn down. But um, I'll get the name for you in a second here. Um, if you're ever trying to search for that building online. It's the Shipley Lidecker building, and it no longer exists. I, w I missed it by a couple of years, but wherever I am in the country, I try to find some sort of connection. The Winchester Mystery House uh, near San Francisco in San Jose, California, is a mansion that was built by Sarah Winchester, the widow of William Wirt Winchester, who created the firearm, uh, she built this mansion, and there are hallways that don't go anywhere. There are stairways that don't go anywhere. Whoa. She just continued to add on to this home after her husband passed away and never stopped construction. And, you know, like I said, corridors just lead to nowhere and staircases lead to nowhere. So uh, the Imagineers in the early 60s, when they were looking for how to build the haunted mansion or looking for influences they checked out the winchester mystery house and that was one of the locations so there are disney ties in a lot of places in the country and actually all around the world so if you're ever visiting those places just do a quick google search of disney connection to that location great idea yeah, yeah. The three of us would love to hear from you if you have any locations around the country that we need to know about that have specific Disney ties. Please email us at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub.